Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that some believe is the inspiration for the new Netflix family comedy series, Family Matters, The Dahmer Years. It's a lighthearted look at the life and times of the infamous serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. But this time, Jeffrey is living in Chicago with the Winslow family from the hit TV series Family Matters when Harriet discovers Urkel's head in the freezer. Hilarity ensues as Carl's new friend, Jeffrey admits to carving up Urkel and then serving the rest of the family juicy bicep steaks just days before. It's a feel-good comedy like no other. Get the kids together, pop some popcorn, and don't miss Family Matters, the Dahmer years. What happens when a group of young girls spend an evening asking the Ouija board questions? And can they ever go back and undo the evil they bring into their lives? That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. You never know what type of series are going to be coming out on Netflix these days, so I'm going to be uh, <laughs> watching for that one. Family Matters. I liked Family Matters back in the day. This will be an interesting uh, reboot of it. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. If you like the show and you want to get access to our advanced episodes, uh, get our full archive, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, and get an exclusive EPP bonus episode created just for our supporters. You get access to all of those 400 some of those when you become an extra podcast person three ways to do it now apple podcasts right there you can subscribe directly through apple Podcasts and uh, get access to all of that you can even try it for three days free so you can do that or ghostpodcast.com through the website and patreon you can become an extra podcast person there just go to patreon.com slash real ghost stories and you get access to all of those things. Please do check it out and help us support the program. It's Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode. What's going on? Well, obviously, Netflix has jumped has jumped on the Jeffrey Dahmer bandwagon. Everywhere you look it's now, like, it's Dahmer. We're making money. Yeah, I mean... We're e- making money. Everything, even like every like Jeffrey Dahmer documentary, every Jeffrey Dahmer uh, made-for-TV movie... They're all popping up on every streaming service now. I, I guess I didn't realize how many Jeffrey Dahmer movies have been made until I've seen all these like, oh my God, like Jeffrey, everything from like, like Jeffrey Dahmer, my childhood friend to like Jeffrey Dahmer versus Jason or something where it's like a bad, uh, like a B horror movie uh, type thing. But uh, it's a hot well, commodity this year. And I've got a quick story. So I think I talked about this a few months ago, and I'm not going to say who it is, but some people I know just bought a house. Mm -hmm. And I think I talked about this on the show. I know I talked about it with you. Um, And I went there and I'm like, oh, 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 this house has the darkest, like there it's Dark. Yeah. And it's physically, it was physically dark. That I remember, house. I remember you telling like, me this. The this walls were ago. dark. The wood slats, you know, it, it's just dark. Yeah. But I'm like, and my sister, who's really picks up on shit like that, she was there first. And she's like, whoa. Like, and 
we were talking about the house and, you know, it definitely needs some work done. And, but um, I was like, I, I don't like this house. Like, so, you know, all this stuff that needs done. Yeah, slap a coat of paint on that. But the house, there's just this bad energy. Yeah. Like I, I said, I don't think I could stay the night. Sure. So luckily I live close enough that I could come home if I ever went there. And um, so apparently she, my sister was with them this weekend. And, and um, so apparently in the house, she was um, the woman who lives in the house, just because they might not appreciate me spreading this out <laughs> all over the world. Yeah. But um, she was in the kitchen and, or she was walking into the kitchen and saw a dark figure standing in the kitchen. And she was like, no, 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 no. She said she just started screaming, go away, go away, go away. And um, and turned around and it was gone. And I was like, so my sister told me that story tonight. And I was like, there's just, it's like one of those places you walk in and you get that feeling like there's something watching me. And she had said that um, she'd been in the house and had turned around thinking somebody was watching her and there was nobody there. And then she did see the the dark figure in the kitchen. So it's just, yeah. I'm like, I'll go back during the day when there's mm-hmm. lots of people there. Yeah. But don't ask me to come over and hang out and house sit for you. I don't think I'm the one. It was just Satan just getting creepy. a glass of milk. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Satan needs milk too. I like chocolate, by the way. It's delicious. Okay, good to know. Satan good likes chocolate milk. <laughs> There we go. Now we know. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. You never know about things like that. Well, it was. But, he was just trying to get okay. some chocolate milk. Just let Satan get his scared milk. Scared the shit out of somebody. It's like you can't even get milk these days without scaring the shit out of somebody. What's the devil to do? Jeez, I'm just here to get a little bit of milk. Somebody looks at me and, oh, go, go, go away. I'm just getting milk. Can I just finish my <laughs> sip? Jesus fucking Christ, I'm Satan. You know, I think I... I'm the Dark Lord. Boo! I could have really freaked the hell out of that bitch. But you know what? No. I just I just went away politely. I could have looked at her. I could have possessed her where she had no idea what she was doing. She would have ran to the other room, started eating her cat, and then have no idea what happens. I go, boop, pop out of it. You just pop out of it. And suddenly there's the cat in her arms and big bite marks. The cat's freaking out. The family doesn't know what to do. But no. I just said, okay, I'll leave your kitchen. But that's the sort of <laughs> shit I would do. <laughs> there we go. I, I like this new devil voice you just You know, come it's up with. interesting to hear <laughs> the perspective much. of Satan sometimes. <laughs> it's just, sometimes like, sometimes oh, it's good to know. Like, I get it. It's not just all like. like it's, the, little, it's little things. Yeah. It's like, I don't have a, I just want, I want everybody just to do their thing. But I'll tell you what, you fuck up. <laughs> it's game on, bitch. So, okay. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, and you can't keep up with Satan. You, no one can keep up with Satan. And I, I don't like drinking blood or uh, these costumes that people have with the big <laughs> horns and shit. I mean, come on. 
It's like, could we be a little more dramatic? I just got the regular horns, little beard. Kind of looked like George Michael on that uh, album, Older. A little bit like that, but with horns. And, you know, I got a, I got a nice build going on here. A nice red, uh, red cape. But, I mean, God, I'm not this, like, thing with, you know, tentacles or some shit like that. A lot of these Satanists really got it fucked up. But, hey, you know, each their own. Like that, Satan. I'm glad we can uh, get up. Things I didn't think I would say today. I like that, Satan. <laughs> Almost as good as Family this Matters, the Dahmer years. <laughs> exactly. We're not even into it. This has been entertaining. <laughs> Let's go to our first story. It says, Hi, new here. I just recently started listening to the podcast and I love it. I have a couple of stories that have happened to me over the years. This, to me, it's the best. It's about a Ouija board. So my cousin, my best friend, and myself, I believe we're about 15, 16 years old. We're just hanging out and not sure how we thought to want to play with a board, but my aunt had one. So I went to her house, but a block from mine, borrowed the board. We decided to take it to my BF's dad's garage to play. We didn't want to play inside any of our houses, so we sat around the board that uh, weren't really sure on what to do. So me being a big horror paranormal fan, explained how I've seen it done. So we all just put our first two fingers from both hands on the planchette and started moving it in circles. For about five or so minutes, we didn't think anything was really going to be happening. So we started asking if anyone was there. Eventually, the planchette went to yes. At this point, we were all kind of thinking... Uh, one of us was pushing it, but we kept playing, figuring that how could someone, something available in every store made by Milton Bradley be so real? We went on to ask this person questions, found out that their name was Raymond in their 20s from Indiana and had died in a car accident. Upon getting these details, immediately thought my best friend had to be the one pushing it because she had an uncle Raymond that was from Texas but lives in Indiana. I didn't say anything, just kept playing. So then the spirit started saying that he wanted my best friend to play by herself. So then I was really thinking that she was pushing it, but she swore she wasn't. So my cousin and myself took our fingers off the planchette and stopped for a few seconds and suddenly started moving in circles with only my best friend playing. She started to freak out a little bit. Still swore she was not pushing it. Then the planchette started going faster and faster in a circle. Then it spelled out that it didn't like my cousin. Now remember, my BF is the only one touching the planchette. So we asked why it didn't like my cousin. And it spelled out a very personal experience about my cousin. Now my BF and my cousin were not close and never talked or hung out with me. So there was no way that my BF would have known this is about my cousin. I didn't even know it. So at that point, I knew that this was not a game and it was really working. However, even though as it was creeping us out, we continued to play because we were intrigued. The spirit started saying that he likes my BF and wanted her to be with him. So he started saying that she was going to die in a car accident. Then we started getting really freaked out. Just before we were going to stop playing, the planchette started going really fast in circles again, 
and started spelling out boy leave over and over. You're like, what boy? It's just us. At that moment, a male friend of ours came to the doorway of the garage. We all just looked at each other and we're like, tell it bye. We said bye and decided to take the board back to my aunt. All of us, including our male friend, were inside my aunt's house. I sat the board in the middle of the kitchen table with the planchette next to it. As we started to walk away, the board flew off the table and just missed our male friend. It was like, let's go. We all left. Later on, my cousin went home and my BF's dad sent us to the store in his truck. As we were driving there, a guy on a payphone that was waving at us. We asked each other, do you know him? Neither of us knew him and just figured he must recognize the truck and knows her dad. So we got from the store. We were bored and decided to go get the board again and just me and her play it. It was kind of addicting. So we went and got it, this time decided to play in the backyard. So as we started, there was someone there right away. We asked her name and it was Raymond again. He started asking who was that guy. We said, what guy? He said, the guy on the phone. We looked at each other and asked, how did you know? And he said, that was, he was in the truck with us. That was it. We said goodbye and took that board back and never touched it again. But that's not all. Remember that the spirit told my BF that she was going to die in a car accident to be with him. Well, that winter she did get into a car accident, but she didn't die. That's one of the craziest paranormal experiences I've had so far. I've had paranormal things happen to me throughout my life from as young as seven. Every place I've lived, I seem to experience something. So it's probably me. My mom has also had many experiences growing up. So maybe it runs in the family. It's inherited. LOL. Thoughts on that. G-word stories. So you have the creepy-ass thing that happens. And it's really creepy. That one was really creepy. Mm -hmm. But then you take the board back and the board flies across the room. And then you decide, you know what? Let's keep playing. We want to play again. Like, how would you want to play again? Wouldn't you be just absolutely terrified? Or intrigued. Just me. I don't know. See, and I'd be, and me, I would be like, stay the hell away from that. Or if I was the aunt, I would have said, you are not taking that. I mean, did you see that? Yeah. But then, you know, maybe the aunt was married to the devil or something like that. But no, I mean, to married. me, once you go. Not married to <laughs> exactly. that bitch. Thank you. No, I'm not. Nope. No. Okay. Good to know. Go get some milk. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, how could you, that's what I don't get. Because we have heard so many Ouija board stories like that. A horrifying thing happened. And then they went back and asked another question. Or and then they something else. Or then a week later, we got it back out. I think with a board flying across the room, that would certainly be my last string of like, okay, no, this is no. I mean, because the board at that point had already said this person's going to get in a car accident and die. Yeah. Like... Let's leave it alone. Like, this is pretty creepy. 
I can't imagine, you know, I mean, what you're going, what's going through your mind then when you hear so-and-so has been in a car accident after hearing that from the board. Exactly. Yeah. It's creepy. Thank you. That's just so creepy to me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost stories with us, we'd uh, absolutely love to hear them. Let me uh, get another one pulled up here. And here, my ghost story. Go for it. I am calling from North Carolina. And the story that I have, I've been holding on to for a while, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to share it or not. But I finally decided to share it and see what you think about it. Um, I moved out of my parents' house and moved with my brother and his family and my family. And so it was my brother, my sister-in-law, my niece, myself, my husband, and my daughter. And my husband and my brother used to work together, and they would work um, outside of state for several days at a time, sometimes up to a week. And so I would be left at home with my daughter and my sister-in-law and my niece. And there's always just this eerie feeling in the air. Um, we we're always in a mood. We really couldn't, it's not that we didn't get along, it's that we didn't feel the need to even speak to each other. We were in the same home. We were walking through the same rooms and we just, it was like a heaviness, it almost toxic because we could go outside and breathe some fresh air and then, you know, we were great. But when we were inside the home, just everything was different. And not long after we moved in, my daughter started doing just some really creepy stuff. And so it began with her waking up at 3 a.m. at night. And then she had a doll, a favorite doll that she would take and she would take it to the closet and the closet was very dark didn't have any light and she would take it to the closet and I could hear her talking and she was too and she wasn't really much of a talker so but it was so clear and she would talk to this doll as if she was talking to an adult um um you know yes ma'am and today was great and just telling her about herself like like, you know, not full sentences, but, you know, she would say purple, which was her favorite color, or, um, I like dogs, just things that were very her. And so I would, I would wake up and I could hear her and my closet was right across from my bed and I would call her over and tell her to come back to bed. And eventually when she wouldn't listen to me, I would get up and go check on her and realize that she wasn't awake. Her eyes were closed and it was as if she was in a trance. And then it was almost like she didn't know what was going on because she never mentioned it, but it, it was an everyday thing and it was becoming such a problem. And so I would sometimes close the closet and put something around it like a zip tie so it wouldn't be opened. And she would always find a way to open it. And it was right across the bed and it became so creepy to me because it wasn't stopping. And then um, about a month later, my niece started waking up at 3 a.m. 
and my niece was hysterical. And so I would take my daughter out of the room. Um, I would try not to wake her up because I've heard that if you wake them up, you, you know, may put them in a state of shock or psychosis. I'm not sure how true that is, but it was always a fear that, so I wouldn't wake her up. I would kind of take her out of the room, carry her around and take the doll away. And that doll, by the way, was not allowed to be in the room and it was always end up in the room. And so we started to realize with my sister-in-law that we could hear footsteps. We could hear footsteps um, creaking and that house had an attic that had been fully remodeled. It had carpet and everything. And it was meant to be a room for whoever is renting the home. And we didn't need that extra room because we had a room downstairs. So we didn't go up there. We didn't even have anything up there. And we started to hear these footsteps. And at first we kind of brushed it off. Oh, it must be us because we were walking around. Both of us walking around with our daughters trying to, you know, maintain peace. And so we started to notice this and... My sister-in-law was trying to be very brave, and she's like, okay, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to ask what's going on. And she goes up there, and she's like, leave us alone. Leave us alone. You need to leave us alone. Um, you need to leave whoever you are. And all I heard was a thump. And I look, and the, closet, the attic door had opened from where she had hit so hard. And she told me some something pushed me. And we never went back up there. I told my husband, I told my brother, they're very skeptical. And so, you know, they didn't believe us and we were trying to tell them. And so I started to go to my mom's house when my husband would leave um, because I didn't want to be there. It was just such a heaviness. I did not want to be there. And it was as if whatever it was followed us where we went. And at my mom's house, um, my daughter, instead of waking up with a doll, she started to wake up and look at the walls and look at the ceilings and just yell. And it was such a hysterical yell. And you could see the panic in her eyes. And I would try to calm her down. And eventually I would calm her down and she would sleep with me. And but it was. Same time, just different reactions. And after that, my husband started having these dreams. And in these dreams, he would see a older lady with a black cloak over her head. Um, and it would whisper to him that I want your, I want your child. I don't care about you. I don't want you. I want your child and I'm going to take your child from me. And in the dream, our daughter was in her crib and the woman in the cloak was taking her up and taking her with him. And um, he started to have these dreams. And then I started to have the same dreams and we would both wake up with this panic, checking if she was okay. And she always was okay. So it never became something physical, but it was almost like, you know, that was the only thing miss, missing because we were so scared and we would touch our daughter and make sure that she was fine. But 
she was there because it was this panic that we would go into. So eventually we started looking for a cleansing and prayer. And so we started doing all this and it seemed to stop to subside, like, but it only stopped at my parents' home. Um, when we would go back to where we lived, which we didn't have an option to leave um, because of financial circumstances and we had signed a lease, we couldn't get out of it at the moment, so we had to stick around. And so when we would go back home, the same things would happen. Um, and then we started to feel that the blankets were being pulled off of us. And when we started to feel that, when I realized that at this point it wasn't just something psychological, it wasn't something that we couldn't see anymore, it was something that we felt, um, we decided to move. And so we'd been in the home for six months when we left. So this all this happened throughout a six-month period. And when we finally decided that we were going to leave, um, I went to ask the landlord for our deposit because the deposit hadn't been returned and we had left the home in pretty good condition. I mean, based off how we got it, it was pretty much the same condition, nothing broken or anything like that. And so I went to the landlord and he was always very kind. And I went to him and I said, um, are you going to return our deposit? I think we, you know, we earned our deposit back. And he said, yeah, of course. Um, just can you please get your grandmother out of the house? And so when he said that, it caught me very much off guard. I was in shock for a moment. I didn't know what to say. I froze up. To me, it seems like I, it, I froze up for several minutes and, but when I checked the time, it had only been about a minute, if not, you know, less than a minute. And I told him, I don't know what you're talking about. The only ones on our lease are me, my husband, my brother, and and his um, wife and our daughters. And he said, yeah, but I always knew that you had somebody else in there. He said, I just didn't want to say anything. And I said, I don't know what you were talking about. And he said, I always saw the older lady looking out the window of the attic. And when he said that, my mind went blank. It just, there wasn't anything coming out of my mouth, but in my mind, I was connecting all the dots. And finally I came to, and I told him, nobody else lives with us. And I wasn't even able to mention anything about the deposit or anything. My mind was gone and I did not go back. I decided to never go back. Um, and he lived right beside the house. So um, I never went back for the deposit. I left it as it was. I was so scared. Um, and then at the same time I was relieved because I knew that I wasn't going crazy anymore. And so, yeah, that's the story. And just let me know what you think about it. Thanks for sharing that, Mike. Yeah. How interesting that they actually so really it? thought they really thought grandma was up in the attic. 
which is really creepy. Like, yeah. you got it. You can't leave your grandma here. Yeah. And I would be like, what are you talking about? I can't leave my grandma here. That that would be so creepy. Yeah. So do you think it was because like at one point she said like she went to her mom's house and it followed them there. I'm wondering if when she left, left from there, if that, if that must have stopped it, I guess. I don't know. But it sounds like it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, that's just so interesting. I, I, Because clearly the people who were complaining were, were not really even considering anything ghostly about it. They were just thinking, you know, can you get your yeah. grandma to, you know, like you're lying to us, someone else is living here. It's like, no, we're not. Like, what are you talking about? I wonder if they ever, you know, ended up believing that uh, or if they just thought, oh, whatever, you know, we, you know, we caught him. But did the grandma go away? Yeah, you know, know, like walked away without your deposit, but did you leave grandma there? Was grandma staying there? Did grandma go? Like, that's just interesting. And not like it was necessarily her grandma either, mm-hmm. but it's it's just very creepy. Yeah. I like, like it. Other people, yeah, it's creepy. House comes complete with uh, rentable grandma. She can go out and look at you in the window and make coffee for you. All sorts of fun things that the dead can She'll do. She'll terrorize your young children. Yeah, she makes great coffee, but the kids are going to be traumatized for the rest of their lives. So, just, just so you know. Just so you know. Uh, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up and get three days free through Apple Podcast right now. Uh, that's a cool new way of uh, becoming an EPP or ghostpodcast.com or through patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the full archive and all of it commercial free. Check it out at uh, ghostpodcast.com, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or get three days free right now when you uh, try that subscription through Apple Podcasts. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.